get away from him now, you tilthy little gob. It's me. You're looking fair, right? And honestly, boys, I don't know how you keep fighting me. Truly, I don't. But I do know that you're going to be sorry you did, huh? I'm not just the kind of I took half a sheet of LSD down at the bullfight last night, kind of sorry neither. No, 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 boys. No, this kind of sorry, it's much worse. This kind of sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. You just me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Fear Me Podcast. This is episode 34, and we're covering Preacher. Season one, episode one, or episode two. Yeah, episode one. First one was the pilot. I know, yep. I know. Okay. Technically. Anyways, this one's entitled C. So, Scott, what you yes, drinking? Ma'am. I am drinking another one from the, the Noda Brewery here in Charlotte called uh, Jam Session. And it's, uh, it's actually a special one they put out uh, dedicating the um, uh, Whitewater Center here, the National Whitewater Center. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's a promotional thing for this Whitewater Center. So uh, actually, it's pretty cool and, and very good beer. It's um, it's smooth. It's not a IPA. It's more just a pale ale, which makes it very uh, not as biting. Hmm. So uh, very good. Yum. How about you? What are you guys drinking? We are drinking Hop Dang Diggity. Nice. Jekyll Brewing out of Alpharetta, Georgia, which you would think it would be out of Jekyll Island, Georgia, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's Hop Dang Diggity. And it it's, it's, it's good. Diggity. It's, it's diggity good. Nice. I like it. Score. It's a southern pale ale. All right. Southern pale ale. Haven't yeah. heard that. That's it says it's got Georgia pine. Notes of Georgia pine. Seriously? Mm. Mm. That's what it says. Is that different from the South Carolina pine? I think so. It's got like sweat. It, this is more southern. <laughs> it's got more sweat. <laughs> a little bit. It's of, got more uh, mosquito juice. Yeah, right. That's right. Some exactly roaches. And some cicada mm-hmm. in there too. Yeah, some cicada noise. But it's really yummy. Mm-hmm. Good. What do you think of the episode? Oh, we finally get to talk about the episode. Scott, yeah, you get to yeah, go. Same. You go first, man. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm positive. All right. I could be. I could be really angry. No. I will you don't go sound if angry. you do not. No, no, just kidding, just kidding. I love the episode. Episode was fantastic. It was hilarious and bloody as hell. Um, I, some of the segments didn't advance the story much, um, but they did a great job of fleshing out the characters, especially like Jesse, Cassidy, and Eugene. And, you know, I'm, I'm totally loving the cold starts that they have at the beginning of each one of these episodes. Right. And the one at the beginning of this was just fantastic. I mean, it was visually stunning and entertaining. And I had no idea what was going on. No, not at all. <laughs> Do we ever in this show? No, but you know what? I didn't mind it. I mean, it's just, I don't know, the, the added mystery that came with that. And, and some of the clues I saw later on in the episode really made it interesting. Yeah, the cowboy starting it out was crazy. Uh, the Jonah, he- Jonah Hex. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the show in general was awesome. 
Uh, but yeah, it was pretty intense start to the entire episode. And I, yeah, I have no clue what's going on there, but uh, it's, it's, something's going to happen. We're going to see something out of that. And uh, I agree with you, the development, especially um, you bringing up Jesse, because I think through this entire episode was really a development of, you know, he came into this with total motivation of being the preacher. Um, You know, he was he was ready to restart things and uh, take over for his dad. And then by the end, he's he's kind of realizing who he actually is. And I think that was like what the whole episode was about. So it was it was great. Um, And I think the most important thing to me was watching the last one. I was like, they can't keep this up. And they did totally with this episode. I thought it was awesome. Yep. What about you, Kim? Do you got any feelings about this episode? I have a lot of feelings about this episode. Bring them. <laughs> no, I thought <laughs> I thought it was really good. And I actually wanted to mention real quick before we get too far into this that we are releasing this podcast late in the week because we did have some technical difficulties with our recording the other night. So we are re-recording. Kim and, dropped, um, the, uh, dropped her microphone into the uh, toilet by accident when she was cleaning one of the kids. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Because I was recording the entire thing. Right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so, um, so we apologize for releasing it so late, but next week hopefully will be better. But yes, I did enjoy this episode. I thought it was awesome, actually. And pretty much on par with the, with the pilot. Lots of stuff happened, and I don't think it was as confusing as the first one. Um, it kind of just played itself out, mm-hmm. but... But yeah, so I liked it. Well, I think yeah, I think there was a, a, a general theme they were going for in this one. And the first one was just introducing you to so much weirdness that mm-hmm. uh, you know now we we are yeah. going to start developing uh, what some of this is. And um, you know, I, I was kind of emphasizing Jesse, but man, Cassidy was awesome in this too. Oh, he was and, fantastic. Uh, Tula, you know, makes an appearance. She wasn't quite so prominent in this one, but um, her right. appearance was enough to. Uh, yeah. yeah, it fleshed her out a little bit more, but I don't think it really added a whole lot. No, to not her a ton, but it was it you know it, it, it was on par with what she was doing before. So I, I do want to mention one thing before we talk about the particulars of this. I did read one of um, one of the reporters talking about the show, and they said evidently they released four episodes early for for review by reporters and so forth. Um, and he was saying that this episode was actually the weakest of the four. Really. Huh. So that that's that put a smile on my face. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, agree with that. I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah, that's so. The next two are just going to be great. So, uh, and this one was great too. I mean, you know, fantastic. So okay, so when um, the weird cowboy guy mm-hmm. was talking to his wife, what did the note say that she handed to him? So yeah, so we open up in 1881, right? Mm-hmm. And with the sick little girl, and then the mother tells um, this mysterious guy, she hands him the note and says, go to town, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I'm assuming, it's a, um, I'm assuming it's a note about some medicine she needs. Yeah, I thought it was a prescription or something. Yeah. But or at need, least a note to you tell couldn't really pharmacist. read it, right? No. Because I tried really I hard. I even paused it, and I couldn't tell what it was mm. saying. Yeah, because she's, I mean, she's sending him, I, I, honestly, at the start, I didn't realize that was the husband, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, maybe it was a, a field hand or something. Yeah, it was right. pretty rough. 
But um, she, yeah, she's sending him off to go get whatever medicine that she needs to for the kid because the kid has gotten to a point where, because she even mentions it's going to take two days because she so right. she's already factoring it in. If you don't go now, then something bad's going to happen to this kid. Mm-hmm. And obviously, obviously there was there was an issue with him going to the town because it sounded like she was very reluctant to send him. And she kept telling him, you, you need to just take care of this and come back. Right. Well, the town is called Ratwater, so... Yeah, yeah. Something bad so, about that So town. evidently, something something about Ratwater has a problem, or leads to a problem for our, uh, our Jonah Hex character. But it almost seems like she is concerned he's not going to come back. Like, he has reasoning right. to not come back. Well, evidently, something happens to him to, to, in that town that that distracts him from what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. So, and like you said, yeah, he might disappear. Like, do you think he has a history with that town or is it just a general feeling about that town? No, I think he definitely has a history with the town. Well, there's uh, yeah, there's a history of something going on. Cause, um, yeah, when he finally meets up with the uh, crew coming from St. Louis mm-hmm. and, uh, which actually the, that kid invites him in to come eat at the campfire. Right. 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 And right. so he comes and eats the campfire and does not say a word the entire time, which he didn't say anything to exactly. the woman speaking German earlier. No. Um, he had one line that whole, that whole, or one word, that whole thing. Yeah. And that's when the, the guy says, uh, what, what did he say? Uh, cause he was, he, he was he talking says, about how much is... opportunity there was. Right. To the west. Well, and he was talking about the land, and he said, "This is paradise, don't you agree?" Yeah, that's what it was. And 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 he just looked at him and said, "It ain't." Yeah, and then it leads right into him going past mm-hmm. the hanging tree. But wait, yeah. you said that lady was speaking German, didn't she say? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she said, "said she, she said German. come back to us." Mm-hmm. Well, we saw we saw she was singing a uh, German nursery rhyme, right? To to the child, and she definitely had a German accent. I don't know if that's that all relevant. sounded English to me. <laughs> well, it was. She was talking in English. But oh, okay. It was, but it was the a German accent. Yeah. Now the nursery rhyme was in was in German. Again, sounded English. Okay, well, bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you're, you're mixing up the reading and listening part of it, but that's okay. But you know, I, it's I, just I, a little German know. in there to dial up the the scary. Right. Well, Scott I mean, should know he's married. To <laughs> exactly. Yes. When, when Scott hears Sonia speak in German, he's like, "Oh crap! I'm oh crap! There's it. a cowboy coming! <laughs> oh shit! What did I do?" Um, exactly. And you know, and I don't know if there's any relevance to her being German or not. But even if it's just a little piece to uh, that they threw in there just to make the scene creepier, mm-hmm. I, I love it. Yeah, I love it. it I was think a it's a great it's little thing, just to show little they're immigrants, detail. and maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's not talking so much because it's second language, but mm-hmm. it didn't sound like it. No, he said it ain't. Yeah. Now, I, <laughs> let me ask you this: this is this is I'm gonna I'm gonna speculate a little bit here. Um, oh, don't. Uh huh. Gonna do it. Um, he he obviously has uh, some kind of conflict in him about this. Because when he's leaving, he goes to the closet, and he looks at his gun hanging there, and then he looks at something else, and looks back at the gun, but then he reaches for the other thing and takes it with him. Which was what? Okay. I don't know. Now, I I suspect that maybe, you know, and, and I've not read any of the comic books, so all, all you comic book listeners out there, you can stop laughing at me if I'm totally off the wall, but... 
I wonder if this guy was a preacher. I wonder if this guy was related to preacher. So, mm. ah, so he's like deep. Uh, okay, like his great grandfather or something like that. Um, he's so he's one great, in, great in the line in the lineage yes. of preachers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, because it's the same town. It's the same town as Anvil. Um, if you if you see later in the you know you see the tree with the dead Indian Indians hanging from it. Mm-hmm. Later on in the episode, um, when uh, Cassidy is burying the two English guys, mm-hmm. and he's burying it under a tree, it's the same tree. Really? Oh, really? So rat wa- water is in the same place as Anvil. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just leads me to think there might be a lineage here. Yeah. Huh, I don't okay. Know. That's why I'm glad we have you around, Scott. Thank you. You catch stuff well, like that. I mean, our preacher is carrying on from his dad, so... Um, right. So there's a connection between all of them, then. Right. There may be a dark side to their preaching. There may be, right. you know, they may be uh, conflicted uh, preachers throughout their history. Well, maybe not just a dark side, but a power that they carry uh-huh. between them. Well, the power, though, I think the power... You know, we'll talk about it more, but I think the power is coming from whatever came out of space and and nabbed him. I don't think he had that power before. Hmm. Hey, man, it's called faith. Yes, he had faith, but he also had a very dark side. It's all the power he The dark side is the one that... Yeah, the the dark side is what he was doing when he was running around with Tulip. I think, you know, it's great if, you know, if I'm completely wrong, I'm completely wrong. But it would be fun. Mm-hmm. Sounds plausible. Well, I mean, there's got to be some connection to why they're even showing us. So, I mean, it's a very, it's a very good thought. So, yeah, I agree. So, the hanging tree has something to do with rat water too. Yes, evidently they don't like Indians in rat water. Because that was a lot of Indians. That was a lot of Indians. And that was really creepy when they showed the one guy with this who was scout. Mm. I thought all of them were creepy. Yeah, the- and they were pretty fresh. Yeah. The entire yep. scene was creepy, and I think even leading up to before, well, before he even sees the uh, the wagon train, uh, mm-hmm. you have like intense, extremely intense music for what you're watching. It's they spent a lot right. of time just kind of watching this guy go through the desert, and without a doubt, yeah, with a, the music was ex- really strong, and uh, imagery was died off. Of, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna I'm say sorry. even though imagery is not wasn't that like strong, it was just like you could tell like you were supposed to remember what's going on right here. <laughs> Yeah, with mm-hmm. him going through the right. desert, so. And that music died when he hit the prospectors, but then it came back afterwards. Right. And it hit a crescendo when he came to the tree. When they showed that scene of him on the horseback walking towards the town, or, you know, riding towards the town with the Indians hanging from the tree. Very dramatic. Yep. Which so, led us directly it, into uh, Jesse then baptizing people. Right, and when you think about it, it was, a, it was really a dramatic change because you just saw something incredibly horrific Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you saw a happy jesse baptizing people which was a great camera angle too getting saved yep getting saved and that was a lot of people too so that included our space yeah eugene and tulip of all people yeah i don't think tulip was there for the same reason eugene was no not at all (laughs) But yeah, Eugene. Eugene says he you know, like he he kind of yells out he's saved and is completely right. convinced that he's saved, which we find out later. Not so much, but then yeah. after he goes, but he through, was very excited at that moment. Yes, he was. Yeah. And after he goes through about three or four people, then Tulip shows up and kind of sours the event for Jesse. 
<laughs> she's taunting him. I mean, yeah, she's totally. just messing with him and and trying to tell him he needs to come and deal with her job that she's got. Yeah, but I love her line that where she said, oh, yes. <laughs> "In the meantime, thanks for getting me all wet." Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then she drops the mic. Yep, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm leaving on a high. <laughs> yeah, Tulip's a, Tulip is a interesting character. I mean, she's like these one of these little yipe yipe dogs that are yiping at your ankle all the time. Oh yeah, the kind you want to just drop kick across the room. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> I'm always there. I'm always there, Jesse. Okay, there. so when um after Eugene got baptized and he's walking down the the little alleyway there with his dad to their car, what did that guy yell to him? What yelled, what did he say? He said, "You're a murderer." Oh, you're a murderer. That's right. And okay, so what does that was, mean? Yeah, but it was like three guys like standing together, wasn't it? Right, but one yeah. of the guys as they're walking by under yeah, his breath says, "You're, you're a, murderer. a murderer." Right. And the and and Sheriff Root takes issue with it. Um. The only only thing I can think on that is maybe there was another death involved with Eugene's um, suicide attempt. I don't and that's know why he wanted to commit suicide. Something like that. I think I don't know. Yeah, I think it is more. To, he tried to kill himself. I think it's more like a taunting, right. like teasing him, like he's a murderer trying to kill himself. I, I for me, Stu, you know, I'm mean, you're very that could be very well. I just still think that there's a third party that's involved with that comment. Well, I think he's trying to say you're just really bad at it. <laughs> you missed. <laughs> you're you are a murderer who is not good at it. That's right. Well, Failed I mean, murderer. when when the preacher when Jesse went to go see him last week, last episode, yeah, and he was very um, um, he's having a crisis of conscience. I guess, yeah. I mean, like, he was like, do you think God still loves me? And does he forgive me? And stuff like that. Like, it makes it seem like he's just concerned about the fact that he tried to kill himself, mm-hmm. but maybe there was something else going on. Well, he's definitely, you know, definitely wants to be in good with God and and is serious about it. And that's what's caused him to have this uh, crisis of conscience. Because, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, I don't know what the what the Southern Baptist or whatever, but I know in the Catholic faith, if you tried to commit a suicide, then that is considered a major sin. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not good with God. So, and I imagine that's probably in most Christian um, doctrine. Yeah. So I would imagine Eugene is dealing with that. He's very religious. He very much believes in God and he realizes he's done something that would put him out with God. But it's like his parents try to keep him locked away in that attic room mm-hmm. by themselves. So they're very ashamed of something that he did. Are they, are, are, can they truly be ashamed with the fact that he tried to kill himself and disfigured himself in the process? Or, or could there be something more to that? There could be. But can I, point, yeah. can I point out that in this episode we finally get evidence that he did kill himself? Because yes. after the baptism... yeah. That's when mm-hmm. um, Jesse explains to Cassidy because Cassidy's like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> because what, oh, yeah. what happened? He, um, uh, you know, he like God, almost screamed, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, 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 Jesse screamed, and he's like, "Cassidy, what the?" Or Cassidy, right? Cassidy screams. Yeah, he's and like, he's "What like, the hell uh, was that then?" Yeah, that boy's got an arse for a face. <laughs> that boy's walking around with an arse hole in his face. <laughs> What's that about then? <laughs> Which just before that, we were learning that Cassidy had been drinking the uh, church wine. 
Yes, exactly. Well, he's you know he's he's trying to he's trying to get an advance out of Emily. Yeah, uh, um, that's right. That's right. You know, and 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 uh, he's talking know. about his 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 mammy's anal polyps or something. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's I talking about that. it was it was worse than we thought because it turned out being anal polyps or something <laughs> like right. that. But then he and then he says something about um, I know you texted me because it was your favorite line. Something about. Um, well, I've run out of drugs. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm running <laughs> terribly low on he's drugs, like, but he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Down. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding." Wait, come back. <laughs> he's he's serious. Cassidy is by far the best character on this show so far. Hell yeah, he is. Oh my god, he is so funny. When you go to Ireland at the end of this month, yes. you've got to like pick up something, oh, yeah. like yeah. pick up some accent or something, and bring it back with you. <laughs> Yes. Let me let me apologize ahead of time to our listeners. Um, none of us have a good a- Irish accent. Um, it's horrible, <laughs> but we will still attempt. Oh yeah, it's just too much. Yeah. Fun. You can't talk about Cassidy and not break out an Irish accent. Oh yeah, that's awesome. A brutal Irish accent. <laughs> so yeah, so we we have evidence that okay, the, you know, he explains that um, that Eugene shot himself in the face or tried to shoot himself in the face with a shotgun. Yeah, with the shotgun. Yeah. What happened? So. Yeah, it confirmed what we suspected. But at that in that same conversation, it was kind of kind of weird. But um, that's when Jesse tells Cassidy uh, how much he likes having him around. Because at that uh-huh. time, like Cassidy's almost trying to get everything he can out of the situation, which he probably does wherever he goes. You right. know, he tries to get <laughs> whatever drugs and liquor and um, transportation, whatever, out of it. Um, but um, that's when Jesse kind of lets him in on it that. I guess he's having some connection with Cassidy. So. Well, without a doubt. I mean, I think it's obvious that uh, Cassidy doesn't endear himself to people right. where he's going. And he finally finds a guy that actually likes him because, you know, he's, you know, uh, Jesse's talking to him about, you know, you need to tone it down. You need not mm. to do this, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I know, I know, I know. But in a way that and, he, like, understands, like, what he's right, saying. Right. Like, you exactly. got to tone it down around these people. But but and then the conversation ends and he looks over at Cassidy and he goes, "But I like having you around." Right. And walks mm-hmm. away. And you can see Cassidy just kind of brighten up. Yep. You know. And then he tried yeah. to look like he looked like regular Cassidy again. But uh, it definitely hit a nerve with him. Well, I think they they have this connection that they they both understand a little bit from reading people that their backgrounds are have similar similar paths, a little dark side. Right. Uh-huh. That they're off the they're off the normal yeah. normal ride as everybody else. As um, yeah, Hunter Thompson. I think there's a quote from Hunter mm-hmm. Thompson. It says, uh, "When things get weird, the weird go pro." Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yes, that's good. That's good. That's great for this show. Yeah, I think that's uh, there's a lot of weird be, in this show. <laughs> that should be the uh, that should be the motto of this show. Yeah, he would actually like this movie or this show. I mean, oh yeah, I think so. Too bad he's gone. Yeah. Yep. I was just gonna say when we when we get done, I get, I think it was after the um, baptism. It was after no, I you know what it was. It was after that gathering when he was talking to to Cassidy and so forth, I believe. But he's sitting on the front porch and the dogs yarp, and he he yells quiet in his monster voice, right? <laughs> and the dog just completely stops. Um, now you and I have a differing view on this. I I think he didn't really notice that he had done anything special there. Mm. I think he just turned around and walked back into the church. I, I I think he reacted in some way 
to me, like in surprise that mm-hmm. he had, that that came out of him. I agree. I'd have to go back and look at it again, but um, my impression at the time, you know, when I was watching it, was that he was just didn't really, you know, he was distracted, wasn't paying attention to. The well, fact he was that he had pissed. Just shut that dog up. He was pissed, yeah. and I think that you know he that came out of him, which was whatever is inside him right now, and right. Um, I think he kind of. He, I think he was kind of surprised, but at the same time was kind of happy that it happened because it shut the dog up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think, again, uh-huh. through this through this whole episode, you know, we're seeing him go through this change that he's kind of accepting uh, these little things that are happening. Because you know, at the start of the episode, he's he's all about being Mr. Good Preacher, helping everybody out. You know, he's trying to uh, talk to Eugene. Obviously, he wants to keep Cassie around. I don't know if that's necessarily part of it. But he's also going over to um, help that little girl and bringing the casserole over. And he's just surrounded by all this. He's reminded of all this other despair uh, that's Mm -hmm. around him. And Tulip, too, who's urging him to come back to the dark side this entire time. (laughs) Um, And I think he is... um, he finally is accepting it at the end, especially when he talks to uh, Eugene and Eugene mm-hmm. is, is starts saying that he, that he himself, Eugene cannot change. Mm-hmm. Right. And I thought there's something clicks with Jesse at that point that, right. I, I can't change. I, it, we're, I, I think we're getting far ahead because you know, that's when it starts going into a deal with the bus driver and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. So. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I know what you're saying. I think Eugene's crisis of conscience is very pivotal with Jesse. Yeah, right. And I think that's I what think makes him so important to the right. story. Right. It's the vehicle that really is used to bring a lot out in his in his personal conflict. Besides the arsehole um, for a face. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He's got an arse for a face. No, but I think after we deal with the uh, baptism stuff, we go meet the, what is the meat and power people? Yes, we're the Quincannon <laughs> meat and power people. We, they show up in two vans and a Mack truck. Which is, um oh shoot, what's the guy's name? Uh, Rorschach. Um, well, they, yeah, Rorschach is the uh, is the guy who plays uh, Odin Quincannon. Right. He's the, uh, I guess, the, patri- the patriarch or whatever of the Quincannon fa- I don't family. know how you recognized uh, him for that. Yeah, well, that's certainly. I, oh, I never forget him. He was also. He was also. Um, He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, well, it was. Uh, Kate was it Casey on Bad News Bears? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. 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 Now was he him was the big kid. kid there, but now he is the small yep. guy. Now he's the small guy. <laughs> he was probably yeah. like twenty-one when he was yeah. in that role. Yeah. Of Bad News <laughs> that's <Bears>. true. <laughs> the cigarettes made him twenty-one. Yeah. Um, he was like, hey. So it was an interesting, uh, and we also saw where uh, Donnie is actually uh, Donnie from the from the pilot is actually uh, Odin's assistant, and I did not even recognize him either. Oh, the guy with the cast, yeah, and he drops his yeah. pen. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, Donnie who who had his arm shattered in the in the first right. in the pilot um, by Jesse, and and you know, and then they're in a house, and obviously there's a husband and wife you know the odin got a little odd in the way he was talking about how the process works mm-hmm. and so forth he kind of got a little dreamy mm-hmm. you know talking about the packing and the meat processors and all this kind of stuff and then he just kind of drifted off but they were there to buy the house 
um, immediately. I mean, they literally picked up the people and their stuff and put them out on the porch, evidently gave them enough money because the wife wanted them to sell. Yeah, that was crazy. It was, yeah, it was so, a so very creepy um, start to how, um, like, he was talking about the balance of things, right? And, yes, like, how right. he was having to, if he was going to buy this, then he was going to have to put more people on, there would be more grazing land, and that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But it almost sounded a little uh, existential, the way he was he was talking about and it. And why the hell does he have to have, like, 20 guys backing him up when he's sitting there talking yeah. to him about it, too? Well, because they had to tear down a house. I know. I just thought that was that was a neat scene when they all leave the room and pick up the couches and all that, and then all of a sudden a bulldozer comes through the wall. Yes. Isn't isn't Odin <laughs> a god too? Yes. Yes. Odin was the uh, the main god in Norse mythology. Because our our comic book store is named Odin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Odin. Odin was the father of the gods. Is he? Is that significant to this by any chance? Just wondering. I don't know. I mean, I think Odin Quincannon is the head of the family, so maybe that has something to do with it. It's just a, you know, it's just a Norse name. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I definitely would think it has some bearing on it from a writer's perspective. But mm-hmm. I mean, here's he's the he is the owner or controller of meat and power yep. in Texas. Yep. So. Right. You know, if you that's, that's optimal. Yeah, that's everything in Texas. <laughs> you have to, you have to. Well, especially if you know anything about Texas or if you've been to Texas, it's like everybody I talk to in Texas or if you it's like we're going to go out to eat. They're like, oh, I know this place, the best place to exactly. get a steak. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, doesn't everybody say that in Texas? Because, uh-huh. yeah, you can pretty much get a good steak everywhere in Texas. Uh, Texas yeah, is all about meat. And like you said, power. Yeah, power. Oil, gas, Oil, and you got to have air conditioning. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay, so oddly enough, I just looked this up on Wikipedia. He's a uh-huh. Germanic god. So there you go. We got a German mm-hmm. tide. And he is associated with healing, death, royalty, the gallows, knowledge, battle, sorcery, poetry, frenzy, and the runic mm-hmm. alphabet. So he's just yeah. like... All knowing. He's the he's yes he is. Pretty much. And in the, in Norse in Norse mythology, he's the uh, father of uh, most of mm-hmm. the gods, like Thor and so forth. That's just pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's definitely you know at worst it's an interesting name. Right. Yeah. Right. You know there may be more to it, but I think at this point it actually wasn't it after this that that they actually met at the church when when Cassidy was trying to hit up Emily yes. for the money. Mm-hmm. I think that's where that happened. Oh, was, was it? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. All that stuff went down. And what was that um, bottle that uh, he was that the same time when he had? No. Okay, that's not the same. No, time. that was later. That was later when they were talking in the church. What you're talking? When you're talking about, about oh. the, the mixed drink he put together. The well, yeah. a little bottle that he handed. Um, jesse and jesse yeah, drank right. it and passed out yeah, they right and that's where that's where they start they were talking about each other that was their bonding and time that was their bonding time yep without a doubt and jesse said something to the effect of okay i'm, I'm tired of talking about myself you tell me about yourself and and cassidy tells him the truth which um he doesn't accept because it's crazy. He says, I'm a 119-year-old vampire from Dublin City, currently on the run from a group of vampire-hunting religious vigilantes. Um, and, and I'm 
right-handed Sagittarius, <laughs> and I think the Big Lebowski is overrated. No, that's right. Yeah, and I, I took offense at that myself. <laughs> Jesse Which did Jesse too. did, too. Jesse was like, I like that movie. Yeah, as he's passing out. I like the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah so they make the, the connection. At least they need drinking partners. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's after, you know, when, when, when they're talking about it, when... Uh, He's taking the sip out of that little flask, and Jesse says, "I got to try it." And Stu, Stu, there was a mixture in the flask that was hilarious. What was what was the mixture? Why again? do you think I'm going to know this? He said he, he had rubbing alcohol, coffee machine degreaser, and whatever was coming out of the back of the uh, air conditioning unit because he was fixing the <laughs> air conditioning unit for him. He was right. like, "Oh, and don't <laughs> spill a drop." He was like. <laughs> He's very protective over his concoction that he made. Right, and Jesse Jesse takes a big swig, uh, says, "I like the Big Lebowski," and passes. Yeah, out. yeah, he's like, "I like the Big Lebowski," and then passes out. Bam. And then yep. <laughs> Cassidy's like, "No, the movie was shite." Which <laughs> <laughs> was so uh, perfect timing. Oh, the movie was shite. <laughs> that was perfect timing. So at this point. Um, I think we see Cassidy getting Jesse's wallet and keys and splitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, I didn't even realize that's what he was. I I mean, I guess he was taking off Mm -hmm. with his shit, but. He was taking advantage of the situation. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, we find when we see the scene later on, it wasn't right then. I think there was a couple couple scenes later when they show him in the truck leaving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can tell he's kind of thinking about things. Right. And and you realize by by his facial expressions, he's thinking about Jesse and how much he likes Jesse. Of course. Well, and also he is in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> right. And where is it right. going to get better? So yeah, but I think he was yeah right exactly. And I think he just at that point he's just like nah, I'm going back. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. Which thank God he did. Right, yeah. bring us into that next scene, <laughs> because the um. The guys that are dressed appropriately for travel show up mm-hmm. at the church and think that Jesse. No, wait, is that right? They think that Jesse. Mm-hmm. Well, they want. They're going well, they're, after they're, Jesse. They're going after the entity. That's in Jesse. That's in mm-hmm. Jesse. But later on, we find out that Cassidy thinks they're going after him. That's what it is. Right. Um, this is returns. the epitome of the weird coming out in this show. Yeah. Yes. Because that's when they start singing. They start like, singing to him. They bring that weird instrument out. Yeah, they that have those crazy. archaic tools yep. that are in that big case. Right. And um, and he puts the coffee can on Jesse. Yeah. And then he starts singing that song. Um, I read somewhere that the song was actually about uh, children trailing through the through the heavens through. Sp- through space, okay, which um, which is like our entity know. that's like been going right. through the the planets right. and stuff. So right, yeah, it's uh, yeah, traveling through the stars. I think is what it was traveling through the stars. Right. right, right, exactly. And and then of course they're very surprised when it doesn't work because they expected whatever the song was was going to pull that thing into the can. Did they really think it was going to be in the can? It was just going to be sitting mm-hmm. there on his chest? Like that's crazy. Come on. No, no, I think they, they, I think, you know, the guy was, tr- was genuinely surprised, but obviously it's not the first time they ran into it because the other guy whips out a chainsaw. No, oh, plan B. Yeah, plan B. So <laughs> you don't have a plan B unless 
you've failed at plan A. He actually did say plan B, I think. Yeah, but maybe so, maybe so. But they sang it. They sang, he sang the last line a couple times. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, like you said, he was genuinely surprised that whatever they were singing, which was a weird-ass song, right. did not work. Mm-hmm. Which means, yeah, they they had techniques that obviously were proven and uh, had dealt with whatever the hell they're dealing with right now. And, I mean, you got to think, how the hell else are they following whatever this thing is? Because it's right. traveling all over the world. Well, I mean, there's, what would there, be, yeah, there's, well, there's something about Tom, these guys. Yeah, it blew right. up Tom Cruise and stuff, so they, I guess they got a trail <laughs> in a yay, way. But, <laughs> yay! To lead them in a, into middle of nowhere Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then be so confident as to where the thing is. Yeah, and it's it's always brilliant that they're wherever they show up, they're very appropriately dressed. Right. Yeah, but they are whether weird it's as in shit. Africa or whether it's Russia or now in Texas. It's like we brought. I think we brought up when we were discussing the pilot. I mean, that the guy mm-hmm. was over mm-hmm. the top weird, eating the um, tea bag. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Which leads me, leads. I I have a theory on that. Um, Detail. Especially, especially after we find out, you know, at the end of the show that those guys are still around. Yeah, but are it, they? Well, they that's are. what I'm saying. Well, okay. let's let, let's go. Let's get back to the fight first, okay? Um, they go through this stuff. The guy whips out the chainsaw, and then Cassidy shows up, mm-hmm. and Cassidy thinks that they're for him, that they are there for him. Right. These are more of the the religious zealots trying to chase down the vampire. Right, he's like, I don't know why, you, how you guys keep finding me. Yeah, exactly, and, and and I think he actually had, I mean, for me, one of the, you know, when he was telling me, he was saying, you guys are in real trouble, and I think he had one of the funniest lines of the of the show when he said, uh, you guys, you guys are going to be really sorry. Not, I took a sheet of of LSD at the bullfight last night. Sorry, no, real sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How cool is that? That was a great line. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, then Cassidy lays. Well, the guy shoots him first. I mean, he goes yeah, before off he even him. finishes threatening right. them. He right. shoots him in the stomach. Yep, yep. And then, of course, the great battle ensues, which was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Cassidy gets a hold of the chainsaw and takes care of business. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to say, like, okay, the guys show up afterwards. But when they got killed, I was like, man, that was a really easy kill on those guys. Mm-hmm. Not that they mm-hmm. would be hard to kill. I'm just, I was like, right. damn, they killed those guys off pretty quick. Yeah, for someone right. who's supposed to Which, be like a, you know, paranormal. Mm-hmm. Integral part of our integral part of the uh, storyline. Yeah. yeah, right. But we find out later on, he really okay. did. So but it he, is them. They're coming uh-huh. back. But he, yeah, he cuts them all up and throws them in a box to bury them. Yeah, in their box where they, they had all their tools. Um, yeah. At the end of the battle, I had one of the great scenes was um, the he cuts off the guy's arm who's holding oh, the chainsaw. Right, 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 right. And and the chainsaw and the arm are going up the aisle towards Jesse's head. Right. And uh, and Cassidy runs up there and stops it. And then he looks back at all the carnage and he's like, ah, shite. But, but that's. <laughs> and then he starts drinking the blood. Right. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. But that was another example of Cassidy. Um, acting on his feelings towards Jesse. Without a doubt. The fact that he still that he recognizes him as a friend now and that mm-hmm. he's someone that he pretty much cares about. Right, and even though he he thought that those guys were there for him, he still wanted to protect Jesse too. Right. 
And no, I totally agree with you. I mean, it was definitely, you know, he's bonded to Jesse. Mm -hmm. Now we'll see what, where that takes it when Jesse actually does realize that this guy really is a vampire. (laughs) I wonder what's going to happen. That's going to happen. Yeah. That's something's going to happen. I mean, he's going to see it at some point. Uh Uh-huh. He, he may see Cassidy feeding on somebody or, or whatever, but something's going to happen, and he's going to have a real um, interesting quandary at that point. But the scene the scene was fantastic, and uh, uh, Cassidy did a fantastic job cleaning up. I mean, mm-hmm. Like he's done it before. Guy, exactly. I mean, uh, everything was spotless. The bodies were cut up into pieces, thrown in the trunk, and he was going to bury him, but of course it was Dawn. So he had to wait. And that was... To do that. that, That's right. He couldn't go out in the sun. That was one of the most beautiful scenes I've seen so far, where Cassie was framed in the doorway of the church, and the sun is rising in the background, and it was just so beautiful. Yeah, but he's he's almost frustrated after all the work that he just put into it. He was Right, right. So, So these guys are not... They're not buried yet, so... Uh, no. Well... Why don't we, when we come back, why don't we talk about the peculiar situation that went on between Jesse and his parishioner bus driver. We'll go take a break and then we'll come back and talk about that. Okay. If I didn't wake up and run, I was swimming in a pool of blood, squinting at the Texas sun, the John All right, everybody, we're back. Um, I tell you what, guys, uh, one thing I have noticed uh, with this show, I am having a terrible time trying to keep it in chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> That's obvious. There, there, I mean, there's so much that is happening in these episodes and so many pivotal things. Uh, and, you know, each character is getting a little piece and they kind of bring you a little bit and then they bring you a little bit more later. Yeah. Um, Man, I, I just get it all mixed up in my head. Yeah. But, well, shoot, even the recaps you've looked at on, or we've looked at online, where it's just like we're trying to just like look at stuff to to make sure, okay, yeah, we're talking about it in the right order. They're getting it wrong. I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not right. Exactly. That didn't happen that way. Yeah, I know that maybe maybe it doesn't matter. Right. Just cover cover the material that's happening because it's not like The Walking Dead where they're like jumping like years and months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just jumping from scene to scene, but anyway. Well, there's right. just so many storylines that are going on in this. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a problem. No, no, but it, it's a problem for us. Just, I, I, I think of it more as humorous than anything. That, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. That I, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. can't keep it in chronological order. I'm old and confused. <laughs> um, well, we all knew that. Yeah. 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 Well, without. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> So we have, uh, you know, one of the things that happened to Jesse when he was having his church get together is he um, started talking to one of his parishioners, which is a guy by the name of Linus, Mm -hmm. who evidently is the local school bus driver. The local douchebag. Yes, to say the least. Um, Anybody want to talk about what we had going on there? Oh, that guy, yeah. He he had a, a bit of a pedophilia issue. That he was trying to pawn off to Jesse 
explain to Jesse so that he would feel less guilt. But I don't think that he was going to stop doing it just by just by saying he just wanted someone to talk to about it. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, he was gonna. I think he was gonna continue doing what he was doing, and I think Jesse was extremely uncomfortable and pissed off about the whole conversation because yeah, he, he kept was, making faces yeah, was, the entire right, time. He kept. You could tell he was straining with it. Um, and you know what? I didn't even think about that's why the empty school bus was driving around all over town, and he kept mm-hmm. looking at the school bus. I did right, not and even that's what think I, about right. that until now. Right. What you didn't realize that was the school bus. Well, I, I was like, why does he keep looking at the empty... Why is there an empty school bus driving around all over town? Right. Which <laughs> I still just, don't know, like, how that even relates to why he this just, Linus all it had to He's do a school is, bus driver. All, right. Linus, Linus was a pedophile who was, was enchanted with a girl on his bus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and Linus was looking for a backdoor absolution. You know, mm-hmm. he's feeling that, you know, if I tell the preacher about this, preacher can't tell anybody else about it. Um, and and God clears me or, you know, if he says I'm forgiven, then God says oh, it's OK. So I got a clean card to go on from there. Yep. Um, you know, I have to ask, though, mm-hmm. the whole confessional thing is that does that go through most Christian faiths or is that because I know like growing up Catholic, that was that was like a definite. You know. I think it does, Stuart. I do think okay. it does. I do think people, you know, it's not, you know, with everything with the Catholics, it's so incredibly formal. Um, I know, but I, know, exactly. but I think with with most Christian religions, that um, if you confide in your minister or your preacher or or whatever, that they're supposed to keep that in confidence, right? And they call it confession. You know, I don't think it's in this a strict thing that Catholics right. have, but I do think it's part of their. Whereas he's he's talking to him more in in uh, confidence, mm-hmm. definitely, without uh, a doubt. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean he says that he says you can't yeah. talk about this, right? You can't tell anybody. And Jesse pretty much says to him, you know, the guy's kind of like so that kind of you know wipes out my sins or whatever. And Jesse's like, well, yeah, but you have to be, you know, you, you have, have to, to stop it. what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you have to believe what you're saying, right? You know, and this guy's just kind of looking at. You know, hey, if the preacher says I'm good, I'm good, I'm going to roll. Well, um, yeah, where as a Catholic, you say three Hail Marys or whatever the hell they tell you to say, and you're right. like, all right, sweet. <laughs> yeah, absolution. <I'm> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Not the um, Apostles' Creed. I can never remember that one. <laughs> God. No, not that one. Oh, shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> you got that written down somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. I got it on my hand. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, he, he's thinking he's going to get some kind of backdoor abs- absolution by playing the preacher. And the preacher is obviously uncomfortable with this. He does not believe this guy is telling the truth at all. Right. And But he, he feels like he can't do anything about it at that point. But that's why at least two other times in the episode when when he's been doing something and he turns around and he sees the bus, you can see that his face is frustrated. Mm-hmm. He's very frustrated. He's watching the school bus go by, and he's thinking, "I need to do something about this." So does he? Does he see the school bus go by after he goes and talks to the girl? Well, he yes, he saw it twice. He saw it after when they were out there trying to hand out um, in front of the grocery store when they were handing out uh, or they were asking people for suggestions for the right. church. Yep, that's when he sees the bus the first time. And then, like you said, the last time is when he went over to visit the Loach family. 
and he left out of there very frustrated and saw the school bus at that point. So it's it's when he's being the good preacher in this episode. Mm-hmm. That's when yeah. he's seeing this. When he's being right. like at his and, optimal preacher. And of course, poor. I shouldn't say poor. Creepy Linus doesn't think about the fact that, oh yeah, maybe the preacher will do something about it. <laughs> right. You know. He's thinking, oh, yeah, the preacher can't tell anybody. He doesn't think into the fact that Jesse actually might be able to do a little bit something about this. And that comes later. But it's definitely a, uh, a, um, a test for the preacher. Right. Yeah, so, okay, then, so his other big preachering moment uh, is, is when uh, Emily hands him the casserole and says that he needs to go talk to the Loach family. Yeah, well, he's finally, you know, he finally woke up after after the big old battle between Cassidy oh, that's and right. the Englishman. Yeah, he's like super hungover. Yeah, he's super hungover, right? And, <laughs> and she's kind of like, you have an appointment. And gives him a casserole. Says, you need to take something. <laughs> right. So, People like yeah, it when so you take goes, something. Yeah, so he goes to the Loach family. Emily, of course, has got his back big time. Uh-huh. So when he visits the Loach family, that's that's kind of a crazy scene, too. Specifically because Mrs. Loach is kind of a bitch. And yes. Jesse is, I think he's pretty sincere when he says mm-hmm. to Mrs. Loach, like, you know, um, I know you're in pain. You wake up in pain every day and you go to bed with pain every day. And basically says, like, don't tell me you're not in pain because I know you are. And then she right. bites back at him and is like, um, the the best thing you did today was bring me a casserole because I'm going to well, feed it sa- to my dogs afterwards. Right. She says, she says, your words are beautiful and kind, um, but they mean nothing. Um, and right. And then she says, you know, hey, you know, the best thing you did today was bringing this casserole. I'll give it to the dogs later. <laughs> I, you know what I think is important about what he said, though, is that something will change. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know Just he brings have faith up faith, and something will change. Right? Eventually. He's like, yeah. He says something. You know, no matter how bad it is, just keep doing what you're doing, and something will change. Because he almost feels like it almost sounded like he something changed to him. You know, like right. he was like he was kind of sharing something that happened to him. Well, it, and, yeah, and she's like, oh, that's great. Your casserole sucks. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it to the dogs. Get the hell out of my house. And he leaves. And of course, we're talking about we're talking about the fact that. Um, her daughters had evidently some kind of uh, massive head trauma. Probably right. from and her horse. Probably from a horse, and she's been in a coma. Ah. Ne- nevertheless, nevertheless, it looks um, like a, a hoof print right, right there on her head. Yeah. Yep, for sure. So um, that's the big trauma that the family is dealing with. Yeah, and and the mother, the mother is, uh, you know, she plays it off as as being. You know, that she was listening to what Jesse said, and then she just kind of just takes all the wind out of his sails. And yep. you can see Jesse leaves out of there with his face kind of like, you know, Linus. You know, just pretty, or pig pen, that's what I should say. <laughs> I was in the house say, going. You're talking about yeah. Linus the bus driver? <laughs> no. No, God, no. Not that guy. Uh, no, I'm thinking peanuts. With his uh, yeah. blanket? Yes, whatever. <laughs> whatever. He leaves the house very discombobulated. Yeah. Yep. The woman took him back big time, and he sees the school bus at that point. The, that whole situation is extremely significant because he comes back mm-hmm. uh, right. at the end of the episode. Right. and uh, But he, 
He's not shying away from it. And even after those changes that are happening, so something else, he thinks he can do something. I think it was after he discovered the changes that he realized yeah. he could do something. Right. But, um, so anyway, that happens, and then we we go to, I believe, if I'm remembering right, we go to um, Jesse driving at night, and he sees the uh, baby car seat. Oh, yeah, right. In the street. And he goes yep. to investigate, and someone zaps him from behind. And and we find out, you know, a couple scenes later that it was mm-hmm. Tulip. Mm-hmm. She kidnaps him, uh, almost playfully, and um, she says she ha- or he he thinks she has him, uh, you know, with a leg irons to a to a bed or whatever, and then starts talking to him about the job, the job mm-hmm. that she wants him to work on. Yeah, she's trying to convince him to to uh, work on on this thing that she has, which she has a map from that she stole, I guess. Yeah, from and the then co- she's gonna she's she gonna stole sell. that in the in the pilot when she was fighting those guys in the car in the corner. Yeah, thing. and she was gonna sell the map off to someone else to get something else, I guess. To some get other. information, right? Right. Or, or information. And she, in the entire time, she says, "You're free to go at any time. You're not you're not mm-hmm. locked here at all." And Jesse's like, "Unchain me." Yep. Like. And, and, but you at know, the end, and, he finds out she, he's not because she no. kicks the she, chain away from the wall and it's like it wasn't even connected to anything. Yeah, and that's why she kind of smiled at him and said, you could have left at any time. Right. She's like, I told you, you could have left. Right. So then she, she splits um, and and Eugene shows up at, when uh, uh, Jesse's trying to get the chain off. Remember, he's trying to cut the chain off right. with, the, with yeah. the metal saw. And that's when Eugene comes in and starts bringing back a little bit more of his uh, crisis um, yeah. with God and telling him that he really, you know, honestly, he did not feel anything mm-hmm. after the baptism. Right. And he was and thinking, I, can we do it again? Can we try it again? And Jesse's kind of like, no, no. You just got to go with what you got. You know, I think both of those things happen si- simultaneously is what makes it significant. This is Jesse's big right. epiphany that yes. people don't change, that... He's probably the same bad person from his past that he always has been. Eugene's never going to change. And then Linus, the bus driver, is certainly not going to change his feelings for this little girl or any other little girl that comes his way and decides to do something about it. And Tulip actually says, you are a bad, bad man. That was a sexy scene. Right. Yes. Yes. Deep down, you're a bad, bad man, Mr. I think that'll change any man's mind right there. Yes, that's hard just to because fight. of the way she said it, or uh huh, yeah, pretty much. Oh no, I, yeah, I didn't mean anything <laughs> by that. But. <laughs> oh, I'm Stuart, melting. I'm melting. melting. But yes, the Eugene part was very important. Yes. <laughs> now you, I think you and I differ a little bit in in what we think the importance of that was um, about him changing and accepting yeah. his abilities. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I took it as Jesse had, you know, it finally dawned on Jesse that this bus driver Linus is not going to change, mm-hmm. and right. he's going to have to do something about it. I mean, when he's talking to Eugene, and Eugene is saying, you know, I just keep trying to do something different, and I always end up the same, and Jesse's kind of like, ah, you know what, this guy I've been watching, he's not going to change, i got to deal mm-hmm. with this. Yeah. And and he goes and does it, but you, I, I think you're thinking from a different angle that it's more Jesse thinking about his own change. 
Well, yeah, I think it's um, I, I think it's him coming to a realization as to who he is, and that um, you know he has the abilities, no matter what his moral beliefs are. Uh, you know, his his because he, he he obviously has faith and he wants to do what his dad had always professed. But I think that now he's understanding that maybe the tactics aren't what they need to be, you know, mm-hmm. that it's not about baptizing people and or saying good sermons. It's about doing what he has the ability to do. Right. Sometimes uh, so you it's more of a grand, the dark out. Well, yeah, it's more of a, I think it's more grand than, than dealing with Linus. Mm-hmm. Uh, though, I don't know, from a writing standpoint, maybe that's all it needs to be is that, you know, he's just having these little things that are happening and then, you know, he's, he's just dealing mm-hmm. with Linus. But um, I, I think the whole title of the episode, him, which is C-S-E-E, mm-hmm. is him seeing what he can be, mm-hmm. seeing what he can do. Yeah, it's and an episode I, I, of Discovery. Yeah, and I, I think it may be, you know, uh, apart from this whole thing coming into him, I think mm-hmm. it's just seeing what he is as a as a person, you know, because of his past experience. I think whatever entity has entered him is now giving him much more abilities to right. do to do what he needs to do. So yeah, yeah, his revelation I don't think had anything to do with the entity. I mean, yeah, his revelation right, right. was a revelation about himself, and that sometimes the dark side does need to be utilized. I, I agree with you on the fact that where he, the, the dog is barking and he, you know, he doesn't really seem to react way too much to that. I don't right. think that he all of a sudden is like, oh, hell yeah, I can make anything shut up. Right. Yeah, you know, I don't think like, it was until his visit to Linus's house right. that uh, he really comes, he gets clued into something special is going on here. Right. Yeah. Because, well, that, yeah, that's it. I don't think we even mentioned that because what, what does he say to Linus? Yeah. You know, he goes to Linus's house and he, in essence, is going to redo the baptism yeah with some very hot water and, see i thought uh, he was going to torture him a little bit but, but go ahead well i think that's what he was <laughs> you know in essence it was it was a torture baptism yeah he was going to take it out it on as the a baptism guy. so that's good yeah well he even mentions that we're going to try this again <laughs> you can't just come into my house and turn my water turn on, the water on. Yeah, I guess not. And it's yeah, not really and, a bad and, thing. And the, you know, and the guy's just going on and on, you know, well, I got a sickness, you know, it's a sickness and all. And then he's kind of like, yeah, you're right, preacher. It's not, I can't use that as an excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the preacher says nothing. And then finally, you know, the water, he turns off the water and you start see him rolling up his sleeves and he goes, I'm going to do this right this time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So in essence, he, he, slant, he almost half drowns this guy. When he says something about, you know, he keeps saying to him, you need to forget about this. You need to forget about this girl. You need to stop. And he kept saying it. And then all of a sudden the monster voice came out and said, you need to forget about this. And they both go flying because Jesse's like, holy shit, Mm -hmm. what the hell was that? Right. And, and, and the uh, Linus, the pedophile is just sitting on the ground going, um, you forget know, about what? Forget about what? What are you talking about? Who? Why, why are you here? You know, he's completely forgotten everything. Yeah. What did you do to me? What did you do to right. my brain? He's screaming and said, what did you do to my brain? As Jesse runs out of there. And Jesse, at that point, has come to the realization, oh, okay, something's different now. I can actually make people do what I say to do. I think that was just proving and, a point to, them, to him, to Jesse. I think that, 
I'm of the belief that he kind of had a feeling that something was going on before that, like when he told the dogs to be quiet. Mm. I don't think so. I, I disagree with you well, on that. That's fine. You can disagree. But that's what I think. And I think... Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that this was kind of a proving ground for himself. He was just trying to, to figure out whether this was true or not, and he proved it. Can I, can I check something through the dialogue, though, that they were talking about? Did they talk about... God, what the hell was the other... The wheat guy's name that oh. uh, pulled yes, his heart they out? Did. Yes, they, they t- did at the beginning of the who show. Who was talking was just, about that? Though? The sheriff was talking to one of the other parishioners, and the okay, guy so, said, I can't believe that guy actually just ripped his heart himself, out. Ripped his heart out, right. But it wasn't... Did, do you think Jesse knew? No. no. Okay. No, Jesse knew nothing about it. Okay. I, I, you know, Jesse may have heard about that happening, but I don't think Jesse had any idea that we he did, was he didn't part put of it. two and two together on, no. on what was happening. No, probably not. Okay. I don't think so either. Okay. And I, and honestly, Kim, in, in my opinion, he did. It didn't dawn on him until the Linus episode in the bath bathroom. Well, I think with the whole dog thing, he kind of had this shocked look on his face, like, "Damn, they actually stopped barking." So I'd have to go back and look at I'm that. not sure if he realized that it was himself that made that happen or if it was just coincidence that that had happened right after he said to be mm-hmm. quiet. Um, but I think at that point he was... It's kind of like when you yell and you burp real loud at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and you're like, damn, See, what was that? Talk about, <laughs> talk about multitasking. Right. Like, did um, I just so do I, I, I must, I must be I a just think, um, <laughs> I just think that he, at that moment, he was like, Okay, that was weird, you know. Yeah. But he didn't. Right. Really, I, I, I just. He kinda, might not have known. I don't know, Kim. I, right. I, I. To me, it's just kind of like. To me, I think he he didn't realize he had done anything extraordinary. He just told the dog to shut up and then went inside, uh, and the dog shut up. You know, I don't think it was like he realized that there was any special power involved. Mm-hmm. He just yelled, "Quiet!" The dog shut up and he went inside. Uh, well. I don't think he put two and two together, but, but. You know, I could be wrong. Yeah, you could be wrong. And I think you need to go, <laughs> go watch that again, buddy. I will. <laughs> you know what, because Scott, I, I want, will. I am glad to hear that you said you could be wrong. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Absolutely. We'll leave it at that. I don't think it's going to Moving wrong, on. <laughs> so, um. That's a victory for me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So after that, I th- if I remember right, I think the next scene we see is we actually see um, uh, Cassidy burying the English guys in their trunk under a tree. Yeah. And okay. when we get when the tree when the picture pans out, um, it's a foggy image, but you see the tree is the same tree that the dead mm-hmm. Indians were hanging from. Yeah, Back I didn't catch that at all. But and yeah, you, we talked. You see the town below. Um, in the distance, like you saw the town of Ratwater. Yeah, I right. didn't catch any of that either. So, I'm glad you noticed it. Go back and yeah, go back and look at it. I mean, it's really it's pretty evident that uh, that that's the same tree because the camera's from the same angle. And so so maybe it is right that uh, the mysterious guy is somehow related to Jesse. Well, we know the town of Ratwater or Ratwater. <laughs> <laughs> Rottweiler, um, the town of Rottweiler is is related to Anvil. <laughs> I'm not going to get that right. Uh, uh. right. Yeah. 
And they changed their identity for something. Maybe. Or maybe rat water just died off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally. And Anvil put up shop on the same place. I don't know. We'll find mm-hmm. out. But there is some continuity mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, we also see. Right. And then we also have a scene with our uh, with Sheriff Root where he's sitting in his office talking to two guys and it turns out being the two well-dressed Englishmen. They're alive! Who we just saw buried. Yeah, that was just weird. That, mm-hmm. uh, but... And like I said, I, I was like, are we, are they the same? Or is it like, like you were saying that, you know, maybe they're alien and it's yeah. just, they're replaced. That's my, that's my thinking is these are aliens that are chasing after the entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That came through space, you know, I, and that's pure speculation. I, I, you know, that's just, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, we lost, we, my we thinking is see. the way, yeah, the way these guys just popped up again after being cut to pieces. Um, Kind of tells me that they're extraterrestrial or 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 uh, supernatural or something. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you look through other stuff online, and they have names, which the names are never mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess they they were mentioned in the comic book, I think. Right. Because right. I, I see the Fiori and something name flashing up there yes. as their names. Um, but whatever, we only notice them know them as the uh, properly dressed Englishman. Which is funny because they're English, but they have French names. Both names are French. Right, I think, right, so. exactly. Another little irony. And uh, and then we get to the last episode of our show, or the last scene of our show, which is uh, Jesse back at the Loach's, Loach's house. Mm-hmm. And has not given up. No. And But he is a, a different purpose. Yeah, because now he knows something's up. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And he says, I know it's early, but I want to pray with her. And and then we see Jesse. And Let me go have some of that casserole. That's right. <laughs> oh, that casserole. Let me see what the dog's left. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. What are the dogs Exactly. Eating? And he's sitting on the bed, and he's looking at the girl, talking to her, and then he says, open your eyes. And that's where the episode ends. Right, which might not be such a good idea. <laughs> right. But the one thing I want to say about um, the ending of this episode is, you know, our first inclination is, oh, next time we come back, we'll see the eyes pop open and the girl will be alive. He didn't really say anything about her repairing. Exactly. He just said, open your eyes. Exactly. And it's almost like a uh, uh, the monkey's paw or or Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, yep. where um, you may ask him from the back, you know, to bring him back. But you may not get what you're thinking. Exactly. Right. That's my point too. Mm-hmm. So. She might not be altogether there, or she might not be the person that you want her to be. Or maybe she's just nothing. She just opens her eyes and still just lays there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because she has no brain. Or the brain capacity to think. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays uh-huh. out. But at least now he knows something's going on with his voice. And he's now putting it to the test. And as Stuart said, the next episode being possibilities um, really kind of put throws it out there that there's a lot of possibilities here that he could do with this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Did you guys did you guys see the um, the uh, little clip from yeah. the new one? Mm-hmm. No. Kim, did you see it? No, I did. Uh well, he yeah. Part of it, he like tells Cassidy to fly, and Cassidy jumps and like runs into a wall 
<laughs> so he's 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 obviously understanding that. Well, he tells his I, he, words I, are affecting people. His words are actually making people doing stuff. Right. He tries to talk Cassidy, talk to Cassidy about it, and I'm sure Cassidy's like, "Oh, you're full of shit." Uh, no, I think yeah, no. Cassidy, I think is uh, I think he's in somewhat. You know, he's he's willing to try it. Obviously, he ran into a wall. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. I think he thinks he's full of shit, and he's kind of like, "Well, let me show you," and then uh, yeah, causes Cassidy. But how does um, he control a vampire? I have to find out, Kim. Oh, you, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I, I think that's the the whole idea. Is what it's it's what are the possibilities? Right. He's a vampire, but he's but he's got a working brain. Yeah. Cassidy is believing what he's saying because in the the lines he's saying to him in the clip, mm-hmm. he's saying, "Can you imagine what you can do with this?" Hmm. Yep. Yep. So he's actually he's he believes what the preacher is saying. He, he's mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Shit. If anybody's gonna believe weird supernatural shit, then Cassidy is without a doubt. So, yep, yep exactly. So this the next one should be pretty mm-hmm. entertaining mm-hmm. because he's gonna be um, flexing his wings a little bit right. as to what he's what he can actually do. I um uh, a couple of uh, a couple of uh, just small notes that I I wrote down about the episode that I thought were funny. Um, is they were kind of, when Cassidy and Jesse were talking and they were talking about, I, I think they kind of got into a, a, a discussion of, you know, who's the worst guy, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Jesse had said something to him about he's being bad, bad or something like that. And, and Jesse retorts with, what are you talking about? You broke a man's arm and made him make, make a bunny sound. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, from the pilot. Yes, yes. that was great. You broke a man's arm and made him make a bunny sound, and he smiled the entire time. Yes, exactly. Uh. The other thing too is I don't know if you guys caught the message on the church uh, sign. Evidently, oh, no. each episode they've been changing the sign. Yeah. the the uh, The sign in this episode said uh, "Jesus free with store purchase." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I thought that was awesome. Very cool. Well, I do think we've covered the episode, so um Yeah, we but we did have we had uh some interesting um people on on different sides over the show, uh-huh. really. I'm I am elated. I think the show is awesome. But we I mean, I actually found some people that were really happy and then I got uh some comments of people that were like couldn't get into it yet, which I was very surprised at. Really? Yeah. So I had. You know, it's, um, a, it's a different taste for different people, you know. Yeah, Minnesota Viking Zombie said, uh, "I just can't get into it. I want to, but I can't. I don't like any of the characters yet." Which I asked, "Well, specifically, who don't you like?" And this was actually very surprising to me because uh, he said, uh, "Cassidy is pro- probably my least favorite right now." What? I th- I think I kind of like Tulip. Uh, but we'll need to see more from her. And I, you know, I responded at, and um, on Twitter, which you can find us at Fear Me Podcast. Um, but um, I responded. I was like, you know, I, is is he just too over the top? Is he too um, Crazy. caricature? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he said, yeah, he's just he's too much like the like a, a cartoon character mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Which to me, actually, I, I think I, they all for are. this show. Yeah, for this show, I think I like that. That's the whole mm-hmm. point. I think yeah. they and all it, are it, like that because it does feel like a comic book. 
Yeah, and I think that's the great part of it. It's derived from a comic book, and I think one of the the things that was brought up by Kim and Ross in our previous discussions is that uh, The Walking Dead lost a lot of that comic book. It became too... You know, serious um, realism, mm-hmm. realism, realistic, mm-hmm. and right. lost a lot of um, what made the fantasy happen. And uh-huh. so, uh, I think this one, in a completely different way, uh, it has to stay that way. <laughs> Without a Cause, doubt, because especially when you have you have um, these things like the you know the extraterrestrial, you have the magical, you've got you know things that. You know, you can overanalyze way too much. So. Religious people blowing up. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think um, the one thing The Walking Dead doesn't have is it does not have the zaniness of this show. No, yeah. definitely not. And the zaniness is what it makes it feel like a comic book. Yep. Yeah. Because there's a very a very dark humor underlying a lot of this, and you, that's not going to happen in The Walking Dead. No. Yeah, there's more, and that's okay because they're different shows. You know, they're different. I I can certainly see where someone who is a huge Walking Dead fan may not like this. Right? They they may think this is just too silly. True. You know that uh, you know. Well, there's nothing I can base reality on this thing. This is just craziness coming from somebody who watches a show about zombies. Yeah. So, but at the same time, they probably wouldn't like our humor. (laughs) <laughs> That's a good. Point. Not to say if you don't like the show, don't listen to us. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. But I can certainly understand where you know Walking Dead fans and and fear the Walking Dead fans who listen to our show and comment to our show maybe don't take the priest. Mm-hmm. Or preacher. It's preacher, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to do that every episode. Uh, that's the Catholic, Catholic in me. Bringing, coming in. Yeah, that's it. It's fighting me. Uh, I need to go to confession tomorrow. Um, Have you seen yeah, the latest episode of Pastor? <laughs> I loved Minister this week. <laughs> they bought a bottle of booze and no one knew what to do with it. Um, <laughs> but that preacher did. Yes, he did. But I, I, I mean, I can certainly understand some of the people that follow us, um, maybe not taken to this show too much. And yeah. I don't fault them for it. You know, I, this is definitely, um, for us, it's a, gr- it's, it's, it's great. But it's an acquired taste. Well, you know what, it, what, what kind of perks my interest more than anything is seeing someone with um, an opposite opinion to what we have. Because mm-hmm. I want to, I want to hear what you know. Because I don't know. Sometimes we get a little jaded by stuff that we're watching. You know, we all start discussing. We're like, "Oh yeah, that's super cool." But I want to hear kind of the uh, mm-hmm. the opposite opinion on it. Because tell you, it makes you look at it in a different way. Without a doubt. I mean, I'm certainly not going to listen to these people's comments and say, "Oh, they're ridiculous. That's just stupid." Yeah. Because uh, uh, the next you know, com. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm good. Oh, the next comment is Scott sucks. Can you get rid of him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Anytime. Anytime. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a comment my mom wrote. <laughs> <laughs> mom, stop writing in. Uh, mom, stop no. it. Actually, no, we had uh, We Heart TWD says, I'm addicted and I want the comics now, which is what Kim was saying. <laughs> I do, I do, but I'm not going to. No, I'm going to wait no. until after the season's over. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna play this clean and clear. 
Yep. We're not going comic book. No spoilers. Yep. No. And the only thing you'll read on the comic book after the season is the season. Yes. You know what I mean? I won't go You're further. not going to go any further. Right. right. I mean, we, you know, it's great on our, um, in my opinion, on our Fear Me podcast, you know, when we're talking Fear of the uh, Walking Dead and so forth. Or, excuse me, when we're talking about Walking Dead itself, that Kim does have some further knowledge. So it is kind of interesting when she can throw in some interesting comments and so forth like that. Um, because I know we've kind of fed off that a little bit. But yeah. I think on this show, we're not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, but I, I feel bad sometimes during that because because I do know Mm-mm. either what's going to happen or how it was portrayed in the comic. And so I feel like I have a little bit of insight mm-hmm. that maybe... And that's what we want. But maybe I You're shouldn't giving... bring that into it because that's kind of spoiling it for people who want to read the comic uh, later you, on. No, you... You hold uh, it disagree. back. Then. Well, I do yeah. a very poor you, job of holding it back because I get so excited. No. Like no, 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 you really don't. You really don't because usually when you talk about stuff that happened in the comic books is when we ask you. Okay, right. well that's good. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's not you're you're not saying oh well that that can't be because in the comic books is this you know no we'll we'll ask you you know is that what, what how it went in the comic books because there's sometimes. You know, you kind of have a feeling that maybe the show's deviating on something completely different, even if you never read the comic books. Well. And you want to kind of confirm it. For next season. Who did Negan kill? No, we all know who Negan killed. I mean, come on. In the comic, <laughs> not in the show. But for next season. He killed Jesse, right? Yeah. Yeah. For next season, though, it'll probably be like half and half. Like, I'll know what happens in the first part of the season. But then I stopped reading mm-hmm. the comics because I didn't want to know. Right. Maybe I'll pick right. it up again. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I thought it was kind of a... I, I didn't have a problem with you bringing it in. Okay. Well, we'll see. Maybe I'll well, I mean, because you didn't I have offer too much. Yeah, and you didn't offer too much. Uh, you didn't offer spoilers based on the comic. Okay. You just would... You know, if you say occasionally, well, you know, that's different from what they did in the comic, so it is deviating from the, from the, uh, the norm. Mm-hmm. That's fine. There's okay. nothing wrong with saying that. Okay. Well, I have a I have a, an awesome spoiler for Preacher that I'm going to mm-hmm. share right now. What? Okay. Just simply uh, search Preacher online mm-hmm. and look at the images, and you'll see every cover for Preacher that will promise that this show is going to be crazy as shit. All the comic book covers? <laughs> Just the covers. Lord. I mean, like the the different characters because mm-hmm. they have like a character mm-hmm. on every cover. Oh, is and it? It's oh my god! It's like oh, this is awesome. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, they, uh, I think uh, Seth Rogen and whoever the partner is in crime. Gold, on Goldberg this, or something. Yeah, yeah. They, they knew. Uh, he even said, he was like, we wanted to do it because we didn't want anybody else to get on it before we could. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, because they, they're true fans. Yeah, and because there is an awesome storyline to all this. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, do, you, do you guys know how many episodes there are in the season? I don't. I do not. Well, well, you it just ends... said four, four more. So, are there more than they four? released the first four episodes? Oh, okay. But there are more than that. It ends okay. July thirty first. Oh, okay. And when when does Fear start back up? Because Fear In starts August. Before... August, August, August twenty first, right? Twenty seventh, I thought. Something. Well, maybe twenty first. So we will actually have a break at some point. Yeah, for like <laughs> a month. God, maybe that's a okay. Month. We can pick up in the baseball playoffs. <laughs> 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 are we gonna do commentary on the yankees 
No. Oh, no, we won't, because that would be a very poor listen shirt. (laughs) No one will listen to that show. I won't even listen to that show. And I'm a true Yankee fan. I would boycott the entire show. Me too. (laughs) Whether it's Yankees or Boston. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on. You know, don't be such a doubt. Uh, don't go to negative like town. Come on, Kim. I'm gonna sit by Let's myself in the garage town. and act like I'm taping something. <laughs> That's right. Well, guys, have we uh, have we wrapped it up? Actually, I have one more announcement. Oh, please. So, okay, this is to everyone out there who applied to volunteer at Walker Stalker Atlanta. If you do not know, the email went out two days ago. And a lot of the jobs have already been snatched up, so check really? your email and um, make sure you sign up and confirm your position. I'm definitely doing panels this year again. Yay! So I got in at the very last second. Panels filled up within 30 minutes. So they've got a new system this year for signing up for volunteering, and it's it's kind of confusing if you signed up for the old system versus the new system. But um, just make sure you check your email because the link to the new system is on there. So. What about the uh, what about the Charlotte convention? That one has been moved to December. I think it's December. Because, no shit. Really? Yeah, because of the whole um, bathroom law, <laughs> which kind of pisses me off because that was supposed to be the last weekend of June. Yes, it was. And I, I was going to be out of town, so that's actually good for me. Yeah, it is good for you because I had it all planned out. But you know, plus you'd have nowhere to go to a bathroom, Scott. Well, that's true. (laughs) But so it's going to be Atlanta, Walker Stalker Atlanta, and then Heroes and Villains Atlanta, like the next weekend, I think it is, and then they go to Charlotte. Okay. For Walker Stalker. Okay. Well, I hope it's well attended. I'm sure it will be. Are you planning on coming up? Yeah. Excellent. If I don't have to be anywhere else, we'll go. Okay. Well, I might even be volunteering. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, okay, guys. Anything else? Nope, that's it. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Kim, if you want to yes. wrap it up for us. So thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes, and some new places. Stuart, where are we? I don't remember. Oh, uh, yeah, we're on uh, TuneIn, um, Podbean, which is another app- application you can download. Um, and, I oh, we're on uh, Google Play. Uh, Play Music, yeah. Okay. Which is, yeah, it's Google Play Music. It's, like, specifically for the, which I think you'll probably be seeing, like, advertised everywhere now. Um, so, but I think TuneIn's actually a pretty good outlet for people, too. Okay, so. cool. Fantastic. You can find us we're spreading. everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And we have really appreciated it, all the downloads. We've had a lot of people downloading our show, and we really love the fact that you guys are getting into it. Yep. For sure. Oh, yeah, and you can also find me right behind you. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, ah, it's still here. Yeah, you don't, you don't want that. You better lock that door. Exactly. Oh That's so my. creepy. Um, okay, well, in, a, <laughs> in addition to all that, you can also find us on Facebook, and we're also on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com. And if you want to send us your comments about our episode or the Preacher episode or The Walking Dead or Fear of the Walking Dead 
or anything else, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. So we'll be back next week and we'll be we will be reviewing episode two of Preacher. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Possibilities. Yes, possibilities. Thank Thanks you. for listening. Bye. Thanks a lot. Good night, everybody. If there's a God in the sky or a devil below, that doesn't matter to me. Cause I see Satan. Face when I look in the mirror, I see God inside all.